0: Welcome to Agile Self-Development, the podcast that gives you a roadmap for personal growth and self-improvement for your body, mind, and spirit. Hi, I'm Helene Copel, and I'll show you how to become your best self one version at a time. Have you ever set a goal or made a New Year's resolution only to completely abandon it within days? Or maybe you got started, everything was going great, but somewhere along the way you lost your momentum and again abandoned the goal. That happened to me all the time until I discovered agile self development. In today's pilot episode, I'm going to share what it's all about, where the concept came from, and how you can use this framework to start reaching your goals faster and more efficiently without getting overwhelmed or stressed out. If you're a techie, you've probably heard of Agile software development. For the rest of you, let me give you a little background and intro to software development 101. I've been a product manager for over 10 years in the technology world. What does that mean? That means I'm the person who's responsible for guiding the success of software products and apps By setting a strategy, the roadmap, I define the features and the functionality in the products and apps and the user experience. I lead cross-functional teams that do the design, the development, launch it into the market and in the app stores. Then I go gather feedback, I conduct research, I monitor analytics to make sure we're headed in the right direction, and then I adjust plans as needed. In the old days, we created software with what was called the waterfall method. That meant we spent a huge amount of time up front planning and detailing every possible feature and functionality we might ever need, anything we could think of, based on a boatload of assumptions of what people want. I once wrote this 150-page document outlining every possible detail of this cloud-based software I had mock-ups, I had the text on the screen, the images, the icons, every single detail. And I had to get this all put together before any developer would ever start working on it. And then we could not get it out to the market to try to get some potential customers until every ounce of development was done. Then Agile methodology came along. With this process, we could identify minimum functionality that the software could offer users or customers that could A, add some level of value for them, and B, generate feedback we could use to help validate our assumptions and refine those minimum solutions to something better. We call this starting point our minimum viable product in product management world or minimum valuable product. And then we keep moving forward from there in these cycles. We add features, enhancements, improvements, continuously developing and delivering them and validating every couple of weeks or so or however long the cycle is in your development world. So let me give you a real-life example of a cloud-based software product I worked on and how it evolved through continuous development and feedback cycles. See, that 150-page document was for a free employee attendance tracker that offered this calendar to track your employee time off. It also would have rules-based advertisements and an e-commerce store to purchase human resources products that we sold through other business units. So the idea was that you had this free calendar and then we would earn revenue by selling you other products that we were sure you're going to need. Before long, we moved over to these agile processes and we started development, deciding to launch with a minimum valuable product of the functionality for the calendar that would have a simple employee list, a calendar to track their time off, and a report to export records. Until the e-commerce store feature was built, we would use email marketing to try to sell those other products we thought they absolutely needed, and we would just direct them from the email to our other e-commerce sites to buy these products. So I'm gonna fast forward. We got feedback. First of all, our feedback is obvious in the analytics that show nobody's converting on those emails. Nobody's buying the products that we're trying to sell them. We also put out polls and had conversations with users. And it turned out they really liked that calendar. But they had no interest in buying the other products. So we learned that there was no point developing built-in e-commerce functionality on the site or rules-based ads because they flat out said... We'd rather pay for better software and more features than ever buy the other products. So we pivoted from that original plan. That original roadmap had this e-commerce store and all these ads. And we made a change. We changed the roadmap. It became the birth of the subscription software business model for the organization. And we saved months and months and lots of money by not creating functionality that we learned was no longer necessary. Plus, we started earning revenue much sooner, having it in the hands of customers with basic features that they were willing to pay for, rather than waiting months and months, if not a year, to get an e-commerce store out there. So let's get back to the topic at hand. What does it have to do with self-development? Well, very often we find ourselves taking an all-or-nothing approach towards our goals. We're essentially creating that 150-page document and you get no achievement until everything is done completely, exactly as defined on day one. Our goals are so big, you know there's no chance in hell we're going to be able to conquer them quickly. This is why we give up. This is why people give up on reaching their goals and dreams. Now, imagine... We break up our goals into more reasonable chunks or milestones, these mini goals, that could be achieved in shorter cycles. Well, wouldn't you be more motivated to stay on path when you see progress and accomplishments every week or two, rather than waiting for that giant mountain you have to climb to get to the top? So let's say you broke down your goals into chunks that could be completed every two weeks. You'd see progress and celebrate your wins every two weeks. You'd also get better at estimating how long certain tasks take you, how much time you really do have to work on things. You'd assess how things went in that two-week period and adjust processes as needed. And if anything came up during that time that affected your big-picture, epic-level goal, Well, you could adjust that as well if certain aspects or mini goals no longer make sense. See, I'm a product manager for my software products or a product owner. Sometimes you'll hear the success of these software products rely on continuous improvement and growth and development. Well, you're going to become a product owner or product manager for your product. Your product is you. If you want continuous personal growth and improvement, you need to continuously work on your self-development. This agile approach will keep you focused on what's the highest priorities. It'll let you gather feedback by witnessing it yourself or seeing it from colleagues or hearing it from colleagues or friends or family that lets you know how you're doing along the way or you can ask them. You will learn and you'll adapt as needed. The best part about it is that you will see progress and feel accomplished much more frequently and quickly. So in this podcast, we're going to go through all the nuts and bolts over the course of time. But let me go through the basics for you about what agile self-development is about and what you'll need to do. See, in product development for software, we have a product vision for what we ultimately want our product to do, who it will support, how it's perceived in the market. You will want a personal vision for who you want to become, the relationships you want to have, what your career might look like, any skills or expertise, your health, your fitness, you name it. We'll talk more specifically about your personal vision in a future podcast and how to create one. What else do you need? In software development, we have a roadmap for how we'll get to that personal vision based on major or epic goals and our milestones. This is usually done in a quarterly or monthly view. Remember, we talked about adaptability based on feedback and learning. So figure, the further away something is on the roadmap, the more subject to change it could be. In self-development, You also want a roadmap. It forces you to prioritize which goal is most important and consider any important or key dates that could impact when you plan to work on the goals. And this will lead us down to those chunks or mini goals we talked about. So you break down those big epic goals that you know you can't complete in two weeks and you break them down into mini goals or these Bite-sized chunks that you can accomplish in a cycle. That two week cycle I mentioned earlier. And in the product management world I come from, we use this term called scrum. It's a me- it's an agile methodology. And that two week cycle is called a sprint. So you are gonna break down your goals into these mini goals that can be completed in a two-week sprint. If you prefer to see these accomplishments one week at a time, then you'll have one week's sprints. It's up to you. The good part is you can always change. If you find the cycle length doesn't work for you, you just switch things up for the next sprint. You want to try to be consistent though. So, you know, give your cycle a few cycles worth before you say this doesn't work for me. So now that you have those mini goals, you'll want to create a backlog of all of them. All those mini goals that you'll accomplish to reach your big epic goals and create the version of you described in your personal vision. You can do it on a whiteboard, an Excel document, a piece of paper, project or task management software like Trello, which has a free version, very well known. And it's actually often used in agile software development based on another methodology that is called Kanban and there's this Kanban board and it helps you visualize where tasks are in their process such as you know the items that are in the not started column the in progress complete etc. So when you have all those mini goals in a backlog and remember This is agile. So it's possible you can change. Don't worry that you have every possible goal and mini goal you can think of. You can always come back to this later. You don't get penalized. This is you, your self-development. So you're going to prioritize that backlog. What is the most important mini goal that will make you feel progress and is valuable or meaningful to you? Estimate how long... You expect that to take. If it is longer than that two week sprint, you need to break it down into smaller pieces. Remember, this mini goal has to be completed within a sprint. Now, what's next? Make it happen. You're gonna check in with yourself every day. Each morning when you start your day, ask yourself what did I get done yesterday? what am I working on today? Are there any obstacles I need to remove before I'm able to complete what I committed to during this sprint? And believe me, make that commitment. Of course, you will learn along the way. And if you thought you would have 30 hours to work on something and you discovered you really only had 10 hours to work on your goal or little side project, then Chances are you're not going to complete it, but you will have learned and it will roll over to the next. What you didn't accomplish will roll over to the next sprint. So at the end of each sprint, that two-week cycle, look at what you've done. Evaluate how it went. What went well? What could have gone better? Were your estimates realistic for each of those mini goals? What did you learn about yourself in the process that might need to change But most importantly, at the end of each sprint, celebrate your wins. On day one of the next sprint, you start planning. Go into your backlog. You have it prioritized, so look at the top ones. Now you have an idea of how much you can accomplish after that first sprint. Plus, you know your schedule. Be realistic about how much time you have to work on it. And adjust everything you've learned. And get your details in order. Make them very specific and detailed on how you plan on achieving each of those mini goals. Now you're ready for sprint two. And so on and so on and so on. And every so often, you'll keep doing this every two weeks or however long your cycle is, your sprint is. And every so often make time to go back to the backlog, clean it up if things have changed or become outdated, add new items if you need to as you think of them and keep moving forward. You may even have to move priorities to say, oh my gosh, I needed to reach this goal by this date. I don't know, maybe by Valentine's Day I wanted to wear this certain dress and my goal was around losing 10 pounds. Well, as you get closer, your priority that was lower down in December needs to move up, right? So that's just one example. So let's go through another real life example, big picture. Let's say you've got a long-term vision of becoming a New York Times best selling author. One of your big, hairy, audacious goals or epic goals is to write a book. What do you think is your minimum valuable product? What is that mini, the smallest chunk of work or group of chunks of work that could be meaningful and create value? Maybe you really need to just validate interest in the topic you are writing about. So your minimum valuable product or mini goal is a blog post or even a Facebook post to get feedback from followers and friends to see if your topic makes sense. And then you would move forward from there. Maybe during one sprint, you need to gather research to support your topic as one mini goal. And you have another mini goal to create a book outline. If you set, let's say you set a mini goal of writing a chapter, and so you're planning your sprint on day one, and you go, I'm going to get three chapters done. Chapter one is one goal. Chapter two is another goal. Chapter three is your third mini goal. Well, at the end of the sprint, you realize you were only able to deliver two. Okay. Now you know your capacity for a sprint is just two chapters. Or maybe something came up during the sprint, you had a couple of days you couldn't work on it, and that threw you off. Well, the next sprint, maybe you plan two, if your timing's going to be the same, rather than three, because you've now learned your capacity of how much time do you have. You'll also learn about the term later on, velocity, velocity, how quickly do you work. Just remember, you are learning as you go. And that's what self-development is all about anyway. Once you figure out the majority of the upfront work that needs to be done, you plan your roadmap for major milestones in the process and break it down into achievable mini goals or chunks for your backlog and you prioritize it. There is no end to self-development. It is an ongoing process for those of us who are striving for personal growth and ongoing improvement. Thank you for joining me. Visit AgileSelfDevelopment.com and subscribe to the podcast so you can receive new episodes right when they're released. And if you enjoyed the podcast, I'd love it if you'd leave a review in Apple Podcasts. It makes a big difference in how the podcasts are ranked. If you didn't enjoy it, hey, skip the review. No worries. Thank you again for joining me, Helene Coppell, For this episode of Agile Self-Development, become your best self one version at a time. Catch you soon.